When people think of Caribbean and African businesses, what often comes to mind is sassy attitude and horrible customer service. My guest for today's episode is helping to shift the narrative of how Black-owned businesses are seen. Without further ado, here is episode two of the Business and Culture podcast. What up, everyone? Kairis Maggie here. Welcome to the Business and Culture Podcast. I am very excited for this episode. And you will be too when you find out who I have today on my channel. (laughs) I am here with Yvonne. Have I said your name properly? Yvonne. Yvonne. (laughs) Child, let me tell you. Me and the name pronunciation, the worst. Yvonne. Yvonne. <laughs> <it's again. laughs> no, yes, exactly. On, yeah. It's, Yvonne, like, okay. it's like Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, Yvonne. Because yeah, I know yeah. some people, like, their name is spelled like that, but it's Yvonne. Yvonne like, it, mm. it's Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I've okay. learned something new today. <laughs> Yvonne, 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 Yvonne. Let's get it right. All right. Now that we've assembled ourselves, folks, thanks for staying with me. Um, so, yes, I'm here with the founder, actually, of the K-Scope, which is known as the number one directory that you can find African brands. And trust me when I say they are doing their thing, and it's all thanks to this lovely woman right here. So the floor is all yours, my dear. Please tell us a little about you, my dear. Hey, everyone. I am super excited to be here. Thank you, Karen Smaggy, for this introduction um, and the invites and everything that you said about me. Like, I am so amped and so loved that I, I got to be here today. So thank you. Thank you. And to everyone that's joining, um, my name is Yvonne. I own the platform, The K-Scope. Um, what we do there is we provide visibility for African businesses. The goal is for the African business owner to thrive. And we do that through um, our shopping directory and um, our different marketing outlets. So we provide visibility and exposure um, through our different outlets for these businesses and service providers. Um, Honestly, the goal is to be... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I get them too much yet. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on, sis. I'm ready. (laughs) All right. I'm running in there. So let let us know about the journey of Yvonne. Like, Yvonne, Jesus, Pete. Yvonne is correct. You, you got it right the first time. You were right. Why did it sound incorrect? <laughs> because you said too many of it today. Yeah, Yvonne, yeah. Okay. So, you know, let's get to know a bit more of your journey. I mean, I wanted really to have a platform where other people who are immigrants and here in Canada have a bit of knowledge in the entrepreneur space to provide their insights. So tell us a bit more like about your journey. Like what was it like for you coming to Canada? Did you come as a student? Like what what was that like? Honestly, that journey is something that I remember just like yesterday. It's so crazy. Like I've been here for, okay, I don't know if I should drop this secret here, <laughs> but I've been here for some time. I've been here since 2009. That's crazy to me. Yeah. I came here as a student. I remember finishing high school. I didn't even spend an extra day. The next day I was like literally flown off to Canada Mm -hmm. to go to um, pre-university. So I came here in 2009. I came here in August. Right. And everybody was like, I was cold, bro. (laughs) Like I was cold. And you know, what's crazy. 
everybody was like in shorts and <laughs> tops. And I was like, uh, what's happening? Is is there something happening to me that I'm feeling and everyone's not feeling it? Um, So it was freezing for the first couple of days. Like I I thought not for for the first few months and then because, you know, you just roll into um, December. So Mm -hmm. for me, it was like, why did my parents send me here? It's so cold. I don't want to be. And I came here on my own, too. So it was like not the best experience. But we used to we normally would travel abroad. Right. So my parents are like, yo. You know your way around relaxing. They're like, I know, I don't want to go. You know, like, but oh, honestly, it was a really great experience um, because I met like other Nigerians. Like, you know, when you, there's nothing that beats just meeting people that look like you. Like, being yes. in a place and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know where I'm at. Like, I ate this food on the plane. Like, you know, like, you know, when you're flying, you're like, okay, fine, you're trans, you're transiting, you finally get to the location, go through the whole headache, and then you're like, oh, um, where do I go? And then you get to the, the place and you're like, oh my gosh, people that look like me, people that sound like me, you know? And I was like, more at peace. It was just... It was the best experience um, because I got to make a lot of friends um, during that that whole journey of landing here. Um, I went to I did like my pre university in mm-hmm. Kitchener, in Kitchener Waterloo, and after that I um, I went to uh, Sudbury Ontario for my university, um, and it was just like I went from like the the frying pan to the fire because. Sudbury is so cold. <laughs> Yo, Sudbury has their winter. Sudbury's winter starts in ending of September. I kid you not. Like it's already snowing like oh. mid-October, bro. Yeah. That's definitely not the place for me. No. That's not the place for anybody that's supposed like any like when I went there. And when it snows, you know how over here there's like snowstorms stuff. That's like two centimeters and all. Yes. Bro, you are walking in heaps. You don't even know how deep that snow is gonna be. Like you don't even know how far your leg is gonna go. Like you're just you're just you're just hoping for the best that you're not gonna be swallowed up by snow. So um that whole experience for me was just like, okay, why am I here? People just keep falling when they're walking to class. Like it was n- mm-mm. Trust me. So what did you do in university then? Did you have a degree like, because you're very good at this stuff, as we will talk about a bit later, but did you do a degree in like marketing or advertising or anything like that? Well, what do you think I did in, uh, what degree do you think I did? I think... Let me see, because Nigerian parents, just like Caribbean parents, they want you to be a doctor, lawyer, engineer. (laughs) So I'm thinking it was, or a nurse. What was it one of those along those lines? Well, you can just, you can just, you can say one and then I'll tell you the answer after. Um, Lawyer? No, no. But you were, no, you were spot on with the whole African parents thing. And I was telling someone the other day, like, I remember when it finally hit me as to why they want you to do these things, right? Because initially it just looked like you don't want me to have fun. Clearly, you just want me to go somewhere 
and spend the rest of my life sleeping in the library. I get it. I understand. You don't want me to have fun. But what I realized was that the reason they have those um, jobs and industries, why they tell us to pursue those, is because of that financial security. Because those those positions, those roles, they come with some sense of financial security. So they say, hey, if I have the opportunity to send you to school, if I am able to, because over here, it's like you're punished for being international. They, your school fees are tripled. Yes. Okay. Like you are thinking that you're coming here to get an education and you're paying for other people to get an education basically because you're paying a lot of money. So I find that our parents were just thinking that, hey, if I have the, the money to send you somewhere, finally outside to get an education, I'm hoping that you can come back with something that gives you an edge, right? And I, and I, and I was like, okay, fine. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, like fine, but like, I have aspirations. And stuff. <laughs> totally, know? I get it. And I think that's one thing that I've seen being so different with the culture here um versus back home i think back home as well it's slowly changing as well in terms of people's options for careers because that was the same thing for me you know my parents always wanted me to be a doctor and that's because of that security not only that the the prestige of it you know you Mm. seem to be more respected if you had that position Mm -hmm. so it makes sense but it brings us to the importance of even the case scope for example Mm -hmm. is that we can see different industries that are out there in different ways that people are able to make an income rather than mm-hmm. going through the traditional route, which is nothing wrong with traditional, but it's like all of us can't be doctors, yeah, all of us Come can't on. be lawyers, all of us Come can't on. be nurses, but right? all of us gotta eat, so we need as many restaurants and kids. <laughs> well, you, you hear you how you're telling the truth, like it's true, like you gotta find different ways, right? So, wow, this is a good segue then. So, then the name the k school right 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 what inspired that name you know what's so funny um i'm sure like i just pray because i don't want to say i'm sure people are going to be watching that have been there from the beginning but if you have yeah drop a comment let us know how how well you know us at the k school but um to to answer actually to answer your first question what i went to school for was um, I went to get a biomedical biology degree. Yeah. So um, I ended up I ended up getting to a point where K-Scope was like, which we would talk about like later on, but K-Scope was like booming in my in my life when I was like, you know, finishing off or close to finishing off my, my third year in university. And I was like, okay, I need to tell my parents like, like biomedical biology is not it for me. And it wasn't no standing in front of the mirror and, and quoting my lines and saying, mom, this is what I want to do. And that's it. You know, when you're far away from home and you're thinking you got like grit, relax, relax yourself. Okay. Like <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You could wake up in Nigeria. So basically I was like, um, praying i was like lord just t- soften my mom's heart because this is what i really want to do i really don't see myself being a even in school i was taking on like so many roles which you're going to hear about that were more social oriented like i wasn't really 
I wasn't really like trying to stitch somebody up, right? Mm, mm. I don't know. I mean, like, I know what it means. I know, like, okay, to to stop the bleeding, you should do this, but I don't know if I want to do that for the rest of my life. So, um, I remember, I remember just, you know, because I, I had spoken to my parents a lot of times, and initially they saw it, they saw it as more of a distraction, right? Because it was a way for me, it was a creative outlet for me, it was something where I would just use to just ignite that creative side of me so for them it was like i don't understand what you're doing with this and and i and frankly speaking it's hard for for parents or uh or people to understand something that only you created right if you're telling me about medicine bro there are industries to back it up Mm. if you create like Bitcoin, if you create a new Bitcoin, there are industries to back it up. So, of course, people would be interested. But if you just start something out of the blue and it has no head or tail, <laughs> people are like, right, oh, that's so cute. It's your little imaginary friend. Oh, that's so cute. You know, people don't take it as serious mm-hmm. until industries start getting built around it right and that's what happens now i would say right that things are like booming and digital marketing is the way to go so um i remember just talking to my mom this had i've been talking about that and i never i never tell my dad i always tell my mom first because i want her to butter up my dad so i remember telling my mom and she's quiet and i hate when 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 i'm talking to someone and they're quiet because I just feel like either the, the the things I'm saying are just bouncing off, like they're not even like getting in, or they're getting in and all they're just looking at me and just like wondering what did I do with my money? What did I do with my money? <laughs> but to my surprise, after I was done, she goes, Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh. Do do yeah, do what makes you happy. It's it's you that's gonna be working, right? So do what makes you happy. And I and I was like and I was like, huh? I would Who? be shocked too. I was very shocked. And I remember, I remember, um, I mean, because it was too late for me to transition fully to communications, but I was able to switch my uh, program from biomedical biology to liberal sciences. So I, I ended up taking some arts courses just to get myself like ready and prepared. But when my mom had said that, I I was I was like, oh, oh, okay. But then it's just that education part that I felt like if I had gotten into that earlier, maybe I would have had like a, a, a foundation. But then, you know, God works in mysterious ways. So I was thankful either way for, for being able to graduate with that liberal science degree, being able to have the experience that I had. And um, I remember after that, I just kept telling my friends, they're like, oh, um, does your mom know you do this? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're fine with it. And they're like, you're lying. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 it's true. They're fine with it. And it was, it was, it was that crazy how people were like, you're, you, you either want to do something in the creative industry that your parents are like, bro, what are you doing? You know? Mm-hmm. So, um, I started bragging, like the, my bragging rights came from, I created this platform too. My parents actually like that I'm doing this by the way. So Good, good mommy and daddy. If you're watching this, <laughs> hello, I come in respect and <laughs> thank you for allowing her to use her talents. Yo, I'm super and, and and I'm thankful that you know, like literally the prayer I prayed at that point was answered because my mom was was accepting of it. And look where look where it's gotten me now. 
That's awesome. So then for those of us who don't really know, you know, what K-Scope is, I know we had a little introduction in the beginning, but what what's the, you know, the inspiration behind the name first and foremost, the K-Scope? Right. So for like, that's why I was talking about people who knew us from way back when it was actually called, and you're going to be so like shocked. It was actually called the Kaleidoscopian initially. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the reason behind that was when you look into a kaleidoscope, you see lots of colors and patterns and shapes. And that was likened to African print because I used to rock a lot of those. When you when you look at African print, lots of colors, patterns and shapes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, basically you're coming on my blog. My blog is the kaleidoscope where you get to see all these different colors and patterns because African fashion was the main thing I focused on initially. Oh, okay. And then I was the kaleidoscopian because I gotcha. am. Yeah. So that's how it came about. And then I believe two or three years down the line, we found out that people were like the same way I was stuttering earlier on. People were like the color, the color, people were like, it's too long. That's how many syllables, Yvonne, like the kaleidoscopian. Are you kidding me? No one has the time. You're like, your name is like the name of the company is longer than your name. Like, okay. So we ran a, a, a poll on Twitter. I remember that day. And we said, what would you guys what would you guys want the new name to be? We had put um, uh, Kaleidoscope. We had put case the K-Scope. And we had put, I believe, um, the K or something. Yeah, the K, K-Scope, and Kaleidoscope. Okay. And we were like K-Scope. So that's how we, we got to K-Scope. Awesome. So then you mentioned before it was mainly for fashion because you were like i'm assuming a fashion um, blogger at the time exactly okay so when did you decide okay i'm going to make this more than that and now it's like a full-fledged i mean it's a directory and it's almost i would call it the you know the uber eats for (laughs) or the skip the dishes for the black community really Mm-hmm. And I do encourage everyone to actually check out the app because one thing to note is, um, y'all should know this by now, Uber Eats Calm charges a lot to mm-hmm. restaurants who use as a platform. So if you can use other platforms that actually help more of the money to go to the mm-hmm. owners, mm-hmm. that would be awesome. Okay. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, tell us like what inspired you to then decide I'm going to turn this into a directory and include more than just fashion and make it be open to even for people to find, you know, service providers. Right. So initially when I, I love that question, thank you so much, Harrison. I, I really love that question. No um, so initially when, when, um, when I started with my African prints and my looks and stuff, I was posting and I would also find um, African fashion brands in other parts of Toronto. And I would highlight them on my blog. I would do like spotlights on those African fashion brands. And then um, there was a time where someone had reached out to me and they sent an email saying, hey, we want to market on your platform. 
um, our audience is, like we believe that your audience is the customer base that we need. So we'd like to market on your platform. Can we market on your platform and pay an amount? All I heard was money. Uh, all I heard was, I just saw someone said pay, pay me. I was like, oh, I'm getting paid to write about stuff. And I was like, okay, sure. Um, because that could be cool. Like, yes, it's true. The eyes that I have on my blog are Africans in Canada. And your business is going to be catering to those Africans in Canada. So, sure. Let me post something about it. So I started, I started spotlighting businesses, but it took obviously took some time. And back then, I was still in Sudbury, Ontario. Like you, mm. I kid you not, I was still in Sudbury, and this was still happening. And things like getting nominated for African Fashion Blogger of the Year happened by African Fashion Canada, and and I got there and I won. And I was thinking to myself, how does a girl, a blogger from Sudbury, Ontario? win the African Fashion Blogger of the Year Canada-wide. I was like, uh, <laughs> you know, but it was it was something that I know, you know, God was just like working behind the scenes because right now when I look back, I really didn't do a lot. I was just doing things that I loved doing. And What you mean? Girl, don't you do that. <laughs> Sis said she wasn't doing a lot. Yes, you were. <laughs> No, no, I, I probably should take that back. I'm probably thinking like, yeah. You are like, being, you are being authentic. If that's the word, authentic. You are being yourself. Yeah, I was being authentic. Yes, you are being yourself, <laughs> and you know that's the thing, though. I think if there's any tip, like the first tip, maybe to both of us collectively can give to people is, you know, be yourself because people can see through the fakeness, mm. and you know they could they could have chosen anybody to approach, but just through seeing your love for it, you know, they approach you, and you didn't even ask have mm -hmm. to ask for money. They mm -hmm. offered, mm -hmm. so that that's awesome. So. Yeah. So wow. that's how we, that's how it started. And then um, I moved to Toronto and I remember when I moved to Toronto, I was thinking, oh my goodness, like I'm going to have to start from scratch, you know, because it's a new place, getting to know mm. people, getting to know the industry. And I remember just landing and I had two people reach out to me to spotlight their business. I used to do interviews with people. I'll interview people about their books and have it on YouTube. I don't know why I stopped that. Maybe this is the this is the thing to reignite that, to bring that back. Okay, Karen's Maggie. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Look at you sparking sparks in people. Sparking sparks. What is that? <laughs> But um, basically, um, I was I, I used to interview people, and then I remember join, coming coming to Toronto, and someone had reached out to me saying, "Hey, we want to market on your platform. We have a budget and everything." And I was like, "You have a budget? <laughs> oh wow! Um, I yeah, I can. Of course, I I am a marketer. I can mm. do that. And um, it was something that I just I just I was so thankful to God for because I was like, oh wow, like." I don't need to start from scratch. I don't need to rebuild my network. I don't need to, you know, network and go to all these events and say, hi, I'm Yvonne, I own a platform because the name already was there. It's catching on, that's good. So um, then we started introducing events because we would promote African Fashion Week. We started promoting all these big um, events on our platform and um, it was going great. Like things were just going great. But then you know how, 
everybody starts saying, hey, turn it into a business. Oh, how's your business? And I was like, oh, it's just a blog. And they're like, it's a what now? <laughs> this is a blog, sis? Girl, this is a business. So back then, everyone's just saying business, business, business. And I'm like, so what do I do? What do I have to do to turn it into a business? And someone said, hey, you could just, you could just get a master business license. And I did that. But is that how you turn something into a business? No, no, no. That's not that's how. A step, but not how. It's <laughs> one step, but it's not how. But you know one thing, though? Definitely not recommending the process that I took to anyone at all. I feel like everybody comes with their own cut of cloth, like their own steps to take. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I've always been someone that learned by acting, learned by doing, right? I would do, and I, I, I'm all. This, I'm this person that is consistently optimized, uh, optimizing because um, if you look at the case of where it's at right now, I'm sure you probably have landed on the directory when it launched and you've seen how it is now. It's different, right? Mm-hmm. Because we case group is sort of like built as a community. Um, initiative, meaning that we're consistently getting feedback and we're changing and making sure that the, the website gotcha. works, right? So from time, Assist has been doing that. So what did I do? I got the business license. And I said, I'm like, hey, it's a business. I will make money here, make money there. I was promoting parties. I was promoting everything, you name it. Anything that brought money, mm-hmm. I was doing it. So where was the shift for you when you realized this is what you need to be doing with the K-School? It became tasking. It became overwhelming. It became overbearing. People were not keeping their word. They would say, hey, promote my business, promote my events, we'll pay you afterwards. And we had this discount code thing. And then I wasn't, there wasn't any way for me to track it. Mm. So they would say, oh, no one has used the code. And people would say, oh, I used your code. And Wow, a whole mess, yeah. I know, it was a lot. So then I um, I also personally had to take a step back because things were not just working out in my life. Like I, I just felt like, what am I really doing? Like I, mm. I had hit like this block in my life personally. And I remember that one time I just cried and I was just like, God, like I don't understand what's going on. And um, I just rededicated my life to him because it's one thing growing up Christian and it's another thing to actually know who God is Mm. like when you grow up Christian I mean it's not the same for everyone but when you grow up Christian you do the activities yeah it's like part of the ritual right it's part of the routine all right yeah Sunday we go to church cool exactly exactly but but you, the understanding is you actually have to know God for yourself because you can see other people just living in peace there's this peace that comes and you're like what is it tell me the secret (laughs) and you think you're like yo what is the hack to your peace and they're saying yo i know jesus and you're like i I know him too and they're like no you don't no you don't you think you do you know of him (laughs) you know sis you know of him so basically i remember that time and it was a lot parties here and there just flimsy living and I could say flimsy living now. Back then, I was like raving crazy about it. It was like so much fun to do. Like, yay. And I, I just look at my friends back then and I said, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? You know, but 
the thing about this journey with Christ is that it's at the right time he finds you, right? Yeah. It's like, so I remember that time and I said like, Lord, I don't know what's going on. Like, I mean, how am I supposed to know you? Like, what am I supposed to do? And I remember when I started getting close to God and trying to understand his plan for my life, because initially I thought that God existed for me. <laughs> I thought anything I wanted, I just had to ask him for it because- I mean, that's yeah i was just that was it i would just wake up in the morning heavenly father thank you so much please give me a job today you know i'm gonna go for that you know that was what it was but now it's completely changed right because mm -hmm. of my understanding so i remember that time it was so hard with my business people were just not being forthcoming i had spent a lot of money that i had gotten received money for so i started praying and i said god like show me what I need to do for this business. And I remember um, being able to go, um, like I, I remember being able to like, to hear back and then I heard things like, oh, you need to stop doing this. You need to stop doing that. And I was like, mm -hmm. what else is there to do if I stop doing all these things? Like there's nothing else to do. And it was just this coming from this place of you have to obey. So long story short, Initially, I just wanted to make money with the business. But when I came into Christ, the understanding was, Yvonne, you are not doing what I'm calling you to do with this business. And the thing I found now is that when you walk outside the will of God for your life, when, you act, when you've actually given your life to Christ and you say, okay, you know what, God, I've given my life to you. And then you start to do, you start to differentiate and say, okay, this thing I'm going to handle by myself. Okay. You can handle the rest of my life. You can give me a spouse. Okay. That's you. That's fine. You can do that. Um, you can do this. That's you. That's fine. Um, but this part I want to do by myself. So when I, what I realized was that when I started choosing specific things and do, doing it on my own, they did not succeed. Anything that goes outside God's will for you, it's like you're removing the vine. It would just wither and die. So I remember going back to God and as God would say, stop doing all these things. I stopped. And then I said, okay, maybe fine. I won't do them, but people can. I mean, if, if, if someone's paying me, I can pay those people to go. And I was doing that. And then I was convicted again because it's like, you find these things now. God has given you the light that you find these things unworthy. You find that you going to these places actually kills your spirit, like kills you from actually growing in Christ, yet you send people. Mm. Yet you send people to go and die. So I was like, oh, okay. So what I ended up having to do was I had to take stock and start like removing those things that were not serving. So the case scope went from a place of just, hey, I want to like make money. I want to make money to how can I serve the people in my community? How can I build wow. something that can actually help people that can actually bring value? And then that's when God showed me the, the lack, mm -hmm. right? The lack of, you know, access to, to simple, cheap e-commerce solutions for African business owners. Like a lot of business owners, when they start, they just want to sell. Word of mouth, right? Hey, I know this mm -hmm. person who makes this. I know this person who makes that. Hey, can you connect me with this person who makes this? Word of mouth. But word of mouth is not currency in the place we're living in. If yeah. someone wants to find you, 
right? You can tell me about this person. And I bet you I'm going to leave you two minutes. I don't and remember. forget. Exactly. Like maybe, I, maybe when like back home, you know, we could easily just, okay, you know, you, you take the contact or whatever, but Canada yeah, culture, yeah. too many to pick from. You got to be on point, be visible, right. y'all. Yes, I know Girl. what you mean. Girl. So basically what we've done now is like, hey, Okay, you're just starting out, or even you're a medium-sized business owner that's just looking to get exposure. What we can help you do is we can help you get your own little part of the internet through our platform, and you can actually sell, get people to buy from you seamlessly, and you get paid, mm -hmm. right? So what we've done is we've said, hey, you can get your own online presence. You're lacking an online presence right now. Yes, you're selling on Instagram. Yes, you're selling through WhatsApp. But you need an online presence where we can actually seamlessly buy from you. What I noticed was that, hey, we right now are competing against the, the titans, like the yeah. Uber Eats, the Skip the Dishes. These people have like a system in place, right? Mm -hmm. And what happens now is for the African business owner to get on that, they need to have a lot of money to invest or they're willing to let go of a specific price point, right? Yeah. Or they're willing to increase their prices as well. Just to be able to, yeah. Exactly. So what we said was that, hey, you know what? We found a, we found a way to make it easy for you to get your business listed on our platform and you can start selling, right? We get your products added on there, set up your delivery, set up your payout methods and boom, you have your own platform. Now you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I've made a lot of money. I've paid less fees and I want to get my own website. Amazing. Well, check out our list of service providers. There are people there who could probably help you and they they mostly have offers as well. So you're better off like finding someone within the community who can actually help, help you. Yeah. Wow. And so it's like a whole full circle connecting everyone like with everyone. Exactly. And then that also keeps the wealth in the community because mm -hmm. what happens was before people wouldn't necessarily patronize others because it was hard for them to see their work now mm -hmm. said, hey you can actually not only buy food but you can get someone to get your hair braided and the best part about it is you can find out how close they are to you right things are opening back up and you want to say hey you're looking for for african businesses you can patronize go on our, our platform the experience is seamless. You find someone, send a booking inquiry, and you're good to go, right? Um, it shouldn't be like, it used to be like a lot of like um, static. You don't mm -hmm. really understand what's going on. And I think that's the spirit that, what the spirit that God gave to me was just get rid of the noise. Because mm -hmm. like when I go into places and I, I actually try to simplify things, like I, I'm not one for words. Like, I mean, yes, I can cook up a caption here, you know, in the yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> a caption here and there. But when it comes to telling you as it is, that's what we're going to do. This is where you find someone to get your hair braided this person can get your hair braided what style are you looking for well when you start telling me something about oh um you can sort of find people here like when it becomes mumble jumble it's like too much like it's like too too much and i find that a lot of times when you ask a business owner hey how's it going with your website oh to be honest it's a little confusing that's what we don't want 
people to have because I have when you when you find when you find that the assets you need to thrive your business is there's a blockade it's so hard to move past it it's so hard to actually end up having that website you start paying monthly the whatever platform you're using shopify wordpress they charge you monthly mm-hmm. while you're still building the website exactly you get so, a 14 day free trial that's it <laughs> Yeah. So the thing now is you're in this place of, I need to build a website, but you start building the website and you, you, you reach complications. You say, okay, let me hire someone. And they tell you $2,000. Like, where are you going to get $2,000 from? Mm. You're like, I just want to start selling. We're like, Hey, you know what? Come on the case scope, register as a business owner, get listed, upload your products and publish your store. That's it. Mm. Wow. You, you give them a starting point. Exactly. And and not just a regular random starting point. The experience is seamless. Someone comes on your listing. They scroll through your menu and then they're able to add to cart and order from you. And that's it. Very easy. You make the food for them. It gets delivered and everybody's happy. You're happy. The person's happy. Their friends are happy because person bought food of course and i'm happy because you're happy so everybody is happy tell me a community that doesn't like being happy okay we like being happy over here over here it's all about (laughs) happiness so the last question i'll ask you because you've been dropping some gems on us you definitely need a community a team to be able to do this you know run this ship when did you know that you had to stop doing it on your own and get team members and especially for the platform that you build how did you even seek those right individuals to help you keep the ship moving and pushing the name of k-scope as the number one directory for african brands wow that question is just like taking me back <laughs> like it's taking me back i would say um when i realized that i'm actually going to be answering to a lot of people and right now I have been doing it on my own. I don't want to burn out. I realized that, okay, Yvonne, like you need help. You need the right people. But then as you know, Hayscope is not fully funded yet. It's me that's just taking care of everything right now. So I had to be very strategic. And I'm like, okay, so who can I speak to to help me get, you know, the right talent? And I was like, oh, let me ask my CEO. And, um... My CEO, of course, is God. Ah! I was there waiting to hear who the CEO because we waiting to hear. <laughs> I was just like, oh, you got a CEO? Yeah, so my CEO is God. And I remember praying. I remember praying. I said, Lord, please send me value aligned partners because it's one thing to, and the Bible says this, to not be unequally yoked because you don't know. Like it's a sheep. It's, it's like, it's like, okay, it's like a, a ship basically. And they're going to be lots of people taking turns to make sure the boat is afloat. And you want to make sure that you have the right people. You want to make sure that you're not unequally yoked with someone that is just not going to carry the load. So I remember praying about it and I go on Instagram one day and I'm scrolling through my stories as usual. And I see this ad and I'm like, what? This ad is speaking to me. They said, hey, um, you can find, are you looking for talent? And you can find African talent 
to help you with digital marketing. And back then I really wanted help with digital marketing. And they said, hey, just fill this form very quickly. Right there in the story, Kara Swaggy, I filled the form. I found um, description, job description of specific things that I needed. I copied and I pasted it right in that story. I was like, I hope the story don't disappear. I went back, filled it and submitted. And a few weeks, no, a few hours later, I get an email from someone saying, hey, I got your email and I'd like to hop on the call to see if we can, you know, find um, the right talent for you. And after that, I, I, um, long well the rest is history because i now work with two um amazing um uh digital a digital market and email marketer and uh and the other way was i have a bunch of friends who helped me they're so amazing they've been helping me from time like they've been mm-hmm. they've, they were at our picnic and they've been just pouring into us but i needed like more professional help so while i was you know, waiting, these guys, you know, were helping. And then I remember recently I was like looking for a CRM, like a, a customer relationship manager. Cause we had a lot of people landing on the website and I was like, Oh my God, like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? My digital market is focusing on digital marketing. You know, she does, she just loves writing really great emails. Everybody knows her name's Lizzie. Um, Lizzie. What up, Lizzie, baby? How you doing? <laughs> hey, sis, I look forward to them emails on Monday and Friday. <laughs> was, oh, my God. I love you, Carrie. Like, you have no idea. This, Lizzie has fans, bro. Lizzie has fans. We need to know who Lizzie is one day because sis Yo. makes my morning on a Monday and my Friday when the week is done. I'm like, yes, we're about yeah. to get this email. We're yeah. looking at my phone. Let me see what deal's happening today, huh? Sis, <laughs> that is the that's the vibe. We want more of you. We want more viewers like you, guys. Like, oh my goodness. So basically, while I was doing that, I was praying, and I remember I sent I saw this people that were following me called TVG startups. And um, I, I sent them a message and then same thing. She said, let's hop on a call. And we hopped on a call and the rest is history because she's been doing amazing. Her name is Cash and she's been killing it right now. So basically I just felt like everything has just, from building the website mm-hmm. to getting the pe- the talent to help me from African, like AfriBlocks, it's called AfriBlocks. It's like the African Fiverr where you okay. can find African talent. And then from connecting, getting connected with AfriBlocks, getting connected with um, with uh, TBG startups, everything has been orchestrated by God because it looks like it looks like everything is working seamlessly and perfectly, sis. Like, well, when people tell me like, how do you do it? I just say, honestly, it's 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 all God because I don't have the hack. Like, you want to ask me for a hack, and I'm 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 there asking God like. Yo, how do I how do I tell them about this hack? Like, is it gonna work for them too? Because I know it worked for me. Is it gonna? <laughs> I get you. I think honestly, in a nutshell, the most the best hack you could give is just listen, mm. take that moment to step back. I think a lot of times the difficulty some of us have with stepping back is we're afraid to lose out on mm. possible opportunities or we don't wow. want to feel like we won't be relevant anymore. I'm speaking from experience because mm. I took a seven, eight month break from YouTube and I was like, listen, 
I might be penalized with my views. I might be penalized with subscribers mm-hmm. with an interest and they won't come back when I finally decide to post, but I mm-hmm. needed to take it. And I'm glad I did because now more than ever, I feel like it's so much clearer. Like I keep coming up with all these ideas of what I can do on my platform and the possibilities are endless because look at us today. <laughs> this business culture podcast bringing you the good vibes, yes. the good people them. Yes. <laughs> no i am i am like loving i am loving it there should be no fear of missing out there should be no fear of missing out and i am so happy you took that break i am so happy you listened and one thing if i had to leave everyone with one thing i wouldn't say what's meant for you will be for you what i will say though is that god's will for your life will always prevail only mm. if you are willing and what god plans for you sis is better than anything you get if you feel like that deal that seems so nice and shiny is the right deal for you yet your conscience is, is sort of like saying don't take it that mm. don't take it because there is something worth more that i don't know how to explain it because if i look at where i'm at right now if I look at how everything happened right now, there were so many instances for me to have said, okay, you know what, God, like, this sounds like a good idea. I think I should take it. But the Holy Spirit was like, don't take it. That's not your calling. So mm-hmm. never had that fear of missing out. I remember I was like, well, this is going to be bad. And then the, the verse, all things, not one thing, not two things, all things, all things work, work together, together for the good of those who love God. So I said, you know what, Lord? I trust you. You know, I'm going to sleep. And you know when you're sleeping with one eye open because you're not, <laughs> you're like, I'm going to sleep, but like, you maybe. change your mind? change your mind? Oh my God. Honestly, and that's the human side of us. And I know God understands because we are out of sight, eh, is out of mind. But mm-hmm. if we, we, we live in a place where we want to see what it is that we're being promised, but Christ is inviting us into a place of faith. You're walking mm-hmm. without actually seeing. You're taking yeah. a seven-month break thinking that, knowing that you don't even know what's going to happen, but you're think, taking that break knowing that there's something else that's on the other side. There's that peace. There's that rest. Like there were times I thought, bro, my, my, my brand is done for. That season where I had that transition of saying, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. I thought my business was done for. And then mm-hmm. the, the, the voice of God said, who said that? No, but who said that? Who said, the, who said your business is done for, right? What we what I found out is that God has created something mm-hmm. out of nothing for the case group to exist. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a platform that promotes everything but not everything? Have you ever seen a platform that is supposed to highlight values and just does not highlight other things that don't add value? It's like we've mm-hmm. come into a place where we're like, Yes, we're promoting the culture. Yes, we're promoting business owners, but we're not going to engage in specific industries that are not adding value. We have said that, okay, Christ, as we have dedicated this business to you, there are things that we will not entertain or do. And that has caused a lot of like friction. Mm -hmm. And I used to think like, okay, God, like, but 
you know, what do I do now? And then the understanding is, do you want to please others or do you want to please me? God mm -hmm. is asking, do you want to please the world or do you want to please me? But the, the, the verse of what would it profit you if you were to, to, to lose the, the, your soul with the world and then actually die, then to actually submit to Christ. So the case scope right now, I, I just, I thank God. And at the same time, I'm like, God, I'm worried as to what's going to happen. But God is saying, hey, Yvonne. I have called your business to serve a bigger purpose. I have called your business to add value. That's why we, 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 if you notice, we're very, very big on words. We say the community is thriving because it is. Because for so long, it has been said that the African community is mediocre and all these bad words. We're saying, we're saying hey, not only is our community thriving, but we have the best people here. Not mm. only are the best people here, but we have the best businesses here like best businesses showing great customer service, showing really great traits because words have power for so long. If you keep hearing the same thing about yourself, you tend to you believe, believe it. it. Yeah. You tend to believe it. So we said, Hey, you know what? We're changing the narrative. Changing the narrative. We are changing the narrative. <laughs> Yo, you know me. I got a bop. I got a bop when, when the sun starts. Hey. <laughs> We are changing the narrative. Can Afro be too? What kind of episode is this? We have more fun. <laughs> I can't. This is probably my most fun interview. Hold on. Let me let me end this video. Hold on. <clears throat> wow. 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 I don't know about y'all, but I thoroughly enjoyed speaking with Yvonne today. And I really hope that y'all that we're listening and take a lot of what she said from her experience again everyone's experience is going to be different but i'm sure that you can take something from what she said and apply it to any idea that you have and also check out the case scope the description will the, the link will be in the description box below you can get listed your business can get listed today mm -hmm. and um what else do i gotta say I mean, y'all, if you like the episode, you like the video, subscribe. Stop playing with me. Subscribe. Please. Okay, please. Like the video. I says gotta eat. <laughs> I beg. And, I and you know, share. Okay, please. And share. Yes. And I'll see you in the next video. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe or follow and leave us a review so we know how you're finding this podcast. Looking forward to you listening to more episodes with more inspiration, more insights, and more business and culture. Catch you in the next episode.